Hey there, it's Jenna Kutcher, the host of the Gold Digger Podcast, and I am so excited that you're hearing my voice right now because that means you're tuning in to Natalie's new podcast, Fit for Business. Natalie Jean's desire to serve others through her business is admirable, and what led her to being selected as a top 1% student of mine and she got to receive some specialized coaching. I am so, so excited that her voice is out in the world and that you, my friend, are tuning in today. Are you ready? Enjoy. Hi, I'm Natalie Jean, a busy entrepreneur, mom to four boys, wife to a SWAT sniper, and I have been gifted the task to spread the message about the impact your health plays on every area of your life. When you put your fitness and nutrition as a top three priority in your life, every single area improves, including your business bottom line. Join me as I interview some amazing women and gain insight into their health journeys, their struggles, their setbacks, and how you can overcome your own. Hey guys, welcome back to Fit for Business Podcast. And today's guest is Chrissy Papetti. What an incredible story. And it's so different than what the last few episodes have been. Chrissy was a former athlete, primarily a dancer in her younger years and through college. And two years into her college career as a dancer, she developed chronic pain due to an injury that she had. She then went on to embark on a six-year journey, figuring out how she could take control of this pain. She did cortisone shots, nerve blockers, acupuncture, all the things you can think of, you name it, she's tried it and with no luck. Upon the advice from her mom that maybe it's all just in her head, for one, probably irritated her, as she says so herself, but it got her thinking. So she went on to talk therapy, and we get to hear how this whole story unfolds. It's quite amazing, and I think you're really going to enjoy it. Chrissy Papetti is a reality alchemist, teaching chronic overachievers and perfectionists how to manifest the reality they desire by recording their mind and body to finally end the cycles of emotional and physical breakdown. Chrissy fuses her experience overcoming nearly a decade of chronic pain as a former high school athlete and professional background in occupational therapy and lifestyle redesign and lifestyle medicine to inform her holistic and scientific three-part process for self-power transformation called reality alchemy. Her reality alchemy process empowers us to reclaim our miraculous inner healing power to shift our health, well-being, and reality, aligning our life with the core of who we really are and what we know we're capable of. All right, Chrissy, thank you so much for being on the Fit for Business podcast today. I'm super excited to hear your story. It's very unique, and I think a lot of people will relate to it in some way or form, but thank you so much for being here today. Of course. No, thank you. It's an honor to be on your podcast. Awesome. So I like to ask, uh, just so right off the bat, we kind of have an idea of what you think of yourself. So describe yourself in, in three words. What would you use to describe yourself? It's a great question. I would probably have to say tenacious, probably, you know, just uh, intuitive and oh, I have like one on the tip of my tongue, but I would probably say strong. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Tell us a little bit more just about who you are. Where are you in your life right now? Where are you? What, what kind of business do you have? What are your hobbies? Just tell us who you are so we get an idea before we dive into your actual health journey. Absolutely. So I am a reality alchemist and basically my 
background is actually in occupational therapy. I've specialized in lifestyle redesign and lifestyle medicine. And so I come from a very holistic and scientific background in all things improving your life and upgrading your wellness. So currently I help other people, typically people who identify as chronic overachievers or chronic perfectionists who are typically operating at that high sustained level of stress on a regular basis. I help them recode their mind and bodies to reclaim control of their reality and really step into the person that they know they can be and the reality they know they're capable of, but seem to have a disconnect between making that an actual reality for themselves because they're getting a little bit in their own way. Yeah. So I typically operate as a one-to-one virtual coach. Um, My business is online at this point, but I also go out and speak to audiences and share this message because oftentimes we feel like there are external solutions that we're trying to look for, things outside of ourselves that are creating our reality when typically at the root of it, it's internal, it's in our minds and it's creating the body and the reality to which we're living in. Wow. That's really interesting. Tell me about what are you interested in? Like, what are your hobbies? What are you married? Do you have kids? Tell me about your home life. Absolutely. So recently married, I live out in New Jersey and I grew up in New Jersey, so I went out to um, the University of Michigan for college, so I did get away for a little bit there for my four-year studies, but I came back to New Jersey, so I'm definitely a Northeast girl at heart, and I was born and raised a dancer, so you know, when you talk about hobbies or just interests and passions of mine, dance is at the forefront of that entirely, and what's been really cool is that since I was such a dancer growing up, it sort of became this almost like an obligation and almost like a job for a bit of my life. Whereas now it's truly something that I get to engage in just for the pure enjoyment of it. And I absolutely love that. Awesome. So that kind of does then bring us into just your journey with your health, your fitness, nutrition. So kind of give us an idea of how did it start and what, what transpired over, over the years? I grew up in your typical suburban type of environment in New Jersey. And I was really active in my life before I could even, you know, make the choice myself. I was dancing at two years old and I went on to always have danced in my life, but sort of dabbled in different sports as I got older, but really sort of honed in on dance as my one thing into middle school, high school, and then ultimately college where I went on to become a dance major and a part of the dance team at my university. And so it really was what I ate, slept, breathed all of the time and truly became to define my identity. So I really embodied and embraced being an active person who really cared about, not really cared, but just loved and connected with movement in general. But what was interesting about it was that I never really because dance is so unique and it's more an artistic expression of movement, I was never one of those people focused on working out, you know, going to the gym, really learning about the ins and outs of health through movement. I was just enjoying moving my body and then probably being like a lot of other kids growing up in the 90s eating, you know, Oreos, (laughs) you know, pizza, pasta, all the good stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, in an Italian family, it's just carbs on carbs, which is always great. So I didn't really have this um, health literacy, you could probably say growing up. And so when I went on to college, you know, just being a dance major and being on the dance team, they just, you know, you take it much more seriously. So I started to look at 
my health holistically a little bit more as I was training. And I started to learn that, oh, when you go to college and, you know, you're just sort of exploring, just being on your own and kind of taking control of your life, um, you know, weight gain fluctuations and all that stuff started to become. And as you're getting older, things just start to change with your body. So it was kind of the simultaneous growing within my dance career and just getting older in general that sort of sparked my interest in exploring other sides of health. But ultimately, what really kind of sparked this whole journey to be where I am today was halfway through my dance career in college, I got injured. I tore my labrum in my hip, which sounds really nasty. And it pretty much is because you tear the lining of your hip socket off the bone. Essentially. Oh my gosh. Oh, okay. Yeah. And what's wild is you can actually still operate on it. Like you could still, you know, keep going. So I danced for two years of my um, college collegiate experience on a torn labrum and oh didn't goodness. know it. Yeah. So it was kind of wild because I had pretty much been invincible up until that point, right? Basically what I want, basically do what I want, dance and everything kind of worked out. Yeah. And this was sort of one of those defining moments where my body was like, nope, this is unsustainable and you're not taking care of yourself really the best way you can. Cause I was really pushing it with how much I was moving that my body kind of just shut down. And those next two years, I did choose to push my body past its limits instead of resting it because that athlete kind of mm-hmm. mindset does that. But ultimately, I sort of you know, got to this point where during those two years of grappling with taking care of myself and how to do it, I developed these toxic mindset and habits because I couldn't move my body the way that I wanted to, but I also didn't know what to do about it. Yeah. So it kind of sparked this downward spiral for me um, internally because on the outside, I looked super put together, functional, one of those like, you know, it was, what do people call it? It's sort of like high functioning anxiety. I was sort of just like fine, but underneath it all was sort of spiraling because I was like, okay, if I can't dance as much as I used to, because I'm trying to take care of it a little bit, how do I eat? How do I exercise? How do I still move my body? Because that felt like my soul's language, you know, was to move. So I developed somewhat of an eating disorder truly because I was not so much restricting my eating as much as over cross training, um, in compensation for the dance I wasn't doing. And it just developed this, this negative cycle. So upon graduation, I'll try to condense the next seven years into a really (laughs) short nutshell because I could go on and on, but in a nutshell, I graduated, I got my hip diagnosed properly, I got surgery thinking this was going to be the answer. Once it's healed, I can go back to normal, back to the way I'm used to. And my hip pain turned chronic. And so that was really the universe. And this is post-surgery then that it turned chronic? Post-surgery. So I gave it a year, I gave it two years of really trying to rehab it, thinking maybe, you know, it was just a really bad tear and I needed more time. But it ultimately turned chronic for the next uh, six to seven years. And so, and, and let me just, so when you say chronic, yeah, and, just for people to, to know what that means, like in your absolutely. world, what is, so chronic means what? Absolutely. So chronic um, by definition means past the point of a typical healing time. So it's not like necessarily this set amount of time, but typically when an injury, when pain with an injury goes beyond three months mm-hmm. or the amount of months it's supposed to heal within it, it becomes chronic in nature, which I didn't realize till later, but basically a whole different loop in your body and your mind forms when your pain is chronic versus acute when like you know you hurt your um you sprain your wrist and then it heals over a couple weeks that's an acute injury but when something becomes chronic it it lasts for longer than it's supposed to so something's wrong got it 
Got it. Yeah. Okay. And so now, so you're out of college, right? When Mm -hmm. you had the surgery, you had the surgery and then you were thinking like, what, what did they say the downtime was for post-surgery? Really people healed from labral tear, tear surgeries anywhere from six months to a year max. Okay. And so um, I was expecting between that six to year month mark that, you know, I would feel significantly better. And I just, mm-hmm. I hadn't, and I was religious with taking care of myself, doing all that I was prescribed to do, but my pain really didn't subside. Yeah. Okay. So then a year later, now, where are you like mentally, where are you physically kind of paint us that picture? So right. Like after that point, you're asking sort of after my surgery. Yes. So basically I was kind of in this hopeless state where I was like, I I know I want to move my body. That's how I feel most natural, but I also don't know what to do because I want to take care of myself and try and find a solution for this pain. And so I embarked on this six year journey of trying absolutely every solution outside of myself that I knew was possible at the time. So I did multiple cortisone injections. I did nerve blocks. I did acupuncture, acupressure, three different types of physical therapy. Wow chiropractic work, massage therapy. I mean, you name it. I pretty much tried it. Again, this was over like a six year period. So it it was really, um, I got to the end of that sort of with these ups and downs, right? Like some things would make it feel better, but it would ultimately still be there and nothing actually lasted or was sustainable. And so I got to the end of that point and I was looking at my life and just thinking, I cannot continue to live with my life on pause waiting for this ultimate end solution or this fixated, you know, vision in my mind of what I felt like I needed to get to before I can live. I truly was just like not living. I was just trying to find a way to get back to life as I always knew it or life without pain because pain can be so all consuming. Yeah. And ultimately that's when I was like, let me just process this out. Let me go to talk therapy. I went to a sports psychologist to just sort of process my experience of being an athlete and not being an athlete anymore and just try to figure out how to move past this. And ultimately that was the, that was the pivotal moment. That was the moment that my journey flipped from being focused on external solutions and external ways of getting to where I wanted to be and ultimately turning inward and going on an inner journey to transforming truly my life as I knew it. So how did you, first of all, find this therapist or is that what they're called? A therapist? Yeah. A therapist. Yeah. A sports psychologist is like, you know, the technical term, but it's a therapist. Yeah. Okay. So how did you find this person? So I, I knew that I wanted somebody who could relate to, or at least support me through my unique journey and going from being an athlete and a dancer for my entire life and then going to to not having that be my identity anymore. So I specifically, truly, since I'm in the world of medicine with my background, I, I just looked for sports psychologists. I already knew that that was something that existed. And so I simply looked in my area for a credible source and, and booked an appointment as, as simple as that. When you go to something like that, do they treat you for like a period of time or somebody that hasn't been to something like this? What can you expect from it? Or what did you go in with as far as expectations and what did you come out with? Great question. I know that for every single person that seeks out therapy, support through therapy, the timeframe is so 
different. Um, so people can go for a few sessions, people can go for multiple months, up to a year, year or many years. And that's, that's kind of the variability with talk therapy is that typically the structure of it is that you go in and you truly talk out your experience and the therapist facilitates these moments of insight and moments of understanding and kind of looking at your past and seeing how it led you to this moment in a way that can increase your awareness to then make different choices and change your mindset around things that are blocking you. So I went in truly just wanting an outlet to not only feel understood, but to feel like I could maybe get some guidance on what to do next because I truly was at the end of my rope. Like I didn't know what else to do from this point. I tried everything. And you know, actually what facilitated me make booking that appointment ultimately was when I was sitting there reflecting, I was talking it out with my mom and she was like, I know you're not going to want to hear this, but maybe it's all in your head. And I was like, how can you possibly tell me this pain that is so debilitating in my hip that is so, so, so real is in my head. And ultimately in a very simplified way of expressing it, that's, that is what was going on. And I could not even wrap my mind around it at that time. And so I went into therapy just trying to find answers, but I wasn't really convinced yet that my mind had that much power over my body. Wow. So I hope that answers your question. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's just like super interesting. And I love that your mom, right? Moms are, they tell you what you don't want to hear. Oh yes. As always. (laughs) That's why we love them most of the time. Mm -hmm. But it's just interesting that she brought that up. And I'm sure in that moment, like you said, it was like, um, excuse me, like you have no idea. I'm in so much pain. And how could that even possibly be in my head? So I think that, I think it's awesome that though you thought that you were maybe that little voice inside your head was like, Hmm. And so you, you know, you sought out this talk therapy when you went to the therapist, how long did it take for you to realize that's what it was? And, and how did you get it to the point where like, you realized it was in your head and how did that then heal yourself? Great question. I like needed to take a deep breath there for a second. Because- <laughs> this one's probably pretty loaded. <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely loaded. So I'm going to try because I can go on and on um, just with my experience here, but to try and synthesize it down. Um, for me personally, it only took a few sessions. So I think I had seen him maybe a total of six to eight times, which can seem a lot to some people, but it really wasn't that long in the scheme of things. And it was him facilitating me sort of aha moments, right? For me of certain fixed beliefs I was having. And so I, I'm sure people who are tuning in right now, and I'm sure Natalie, you've heard of a fixed versus growth mindset, right? In business, a lot, this is brought up where I had truly been operating with this system in my mind of these fixed beliefs of the way life should look like, the way that I should look like, the way that I should go about my life, what a meaningful or worthwhile life looks like based on my past, my family beliefs, my friends, my media, culture, society, all of those things, all those beliefs that you get, you know, swarmed by around you as you're growing up get imprinted into your brain. So he just illuminated this whole understanding of my mind that I had never seen before. And so that was sort of what sparked. And what's so funny is you're going to appreciate this too, because we met through Jenna Kutcher is that as I was going through this experience, I had also found the gold digger podcast Mm -hmm. and the fusion of just learning about this. And then being in Jenna's world where she was truly like, you can do whatever you want to do. You can make a different life for yourself and 
be tap into your power enough to build something, you know, for yourself and go after what you're passionate about and bring that, you know, to the world. So it was sort of the perfect storm of just feeling empowered that I actually had a future to look forward to that seemed brighter, that was maybe outside of my dance world and context, but also combined with him sort of fueling this, this knowledge and these insights that I was gaining. So that's kind of the step one of how this all was sparked. Um, and that just sort of led me down. Like I said, this, I just always picture the snowball, just get gradually getting Mm -hmm. bigger as it rolls down the hill of like being in Jenna's world, um, learning about coaching, which at the time I was an occupational therapist. And while I love helping people and always knew that was something I wanted to do, I felt like my soul was being drained every time I showed up for work um, in a hospital setting. It just wasn't for me. And so it was sort of this perfect storm of reigniting that fire within me, finding new solutions, finding new things to pursue. I'm such a, I love learning and I'm just such a consumer of all things science, medicine, mindset. I loved it anyways. So I was just feeding that part of me and all this was going on as I was starting to just work on the actual rewiring my mindset, which is what the therapist was guiding me through. And long, long story short, it was the snowball effect of that, that actually cured my pain in one year in less than one year from that moment. And I just couldn't believe what was going on and needed to make that my life's mission to bring that to the masses basically. If you're enjoying today's episode and the others before it, I would sincerely appreciate you taking a few minutes to write a review. Also, don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. After all, it could be the one that impacts your personal health journey the most. Yeah, that's so interesting that so within 12 months or less than just by doing the talk therapy with the sports guy and then listening to and consuming things like the Gold Digger podcast where it's teaching you that yes, there is more to life than what you think or what you've experienced or, uh, you know, whatever. And then that ultimately like that just cured or healed like the pain that you were feeling. Yeah. And, and the thing is, um, and to kind of, you know, break this down so that people aren't like, oh my gosh, in order to heal, I need to listen to the gold digger podcast. <laughs> I go, I go well, here. maybe, but you know, start you know, there. Who knows? Right. But, but what this ultimately fizzles down to, and that was my experience and there was so much more right in between yeah. those moments that happened. But what it came down to was the increasing awareness of how my mind and body actually works. And then the increasing awareness of my fixed beliefs and my limiting beliefs that I had adopted that weren't even mine, that were just running on autopilot Yeah, and learning that I actually had the control and power we now know with science and leading breakthroughs in neuroscience, epigenetics, electromagnetism, all of these fancy words. Basically, we now know that we have the power to rewrite those wires in our brain, those wires that connect certain beliefs and certain um, things that we used to think were kind of fixed, but now we can actually reroute them. So understanding all of this at the same time as just gaining a newfound sense of purpose. I mean, you can't underestimate um, the power of just feeling like that, that hope, if you want to distill it down, it was hope combined with awareness, combined with actual tangible action steps that I was taking to reconfigure my mind, my body, my lifestyle all at the same time. And so it was like the perfect storm of events, which is why I've made it my life's mission to deconstruct and 
reverse engineer what I went through so that it can be a tangible process for other people to go through. And that's exactly what I'm doing as a coach today through my reality alchemy process. Yeah, that's awesome. So what advice would you give to somebody, maybe whether they are like a, you know, they used to be a dancer like you, very similar story, or maybe it was somebody that could be like an athlete back in the day and now they're dealing with pain. What would you tell someone that was in your shoes or that is in what used to be your shoes? What advice would you give to them? Like, where do they go? What do they do? I would first just plant the seed of understanding and expanding their mind to believe that they have more power than they think they do. So I I just want to say that because at the time and in the shoes that I was in and in so many of the shoes of people who I talk to and, and who are in similar experiences, society at large and especially the health and well, uh, not health and wellness, health and like medical model that we grew up in tells us that when something's wrong with your emotional health, mental health, and physical health, go seek an expert, go seek them to help you and to cure you and to fix you. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of the subliminal message that we've been given. And so I want to spread and tell other people, spread the message that you, it actually starts with you. So I firmly believe that you cannot leverage the actual effectiveness of really amazing tools like physical therapy, talk therapy, acupuncture, you know, like all these things, medicine, medications. I don't actually think they're as long-term sustainably effective if you don't start with you. Because if your deeply rooted beliefs and mindset are interfering and blocking your body from releasing healing neurotransmitters and healing, you know, hormones and stuff like that, you can't actually access the full extent to heal yourself or to change your body or to change your mind. And this was something I learned later through my experience as I was going through it, you know, to distill it down, I would really recommend people expand their mind to believe how much power they have. And then number two, start embarking on this self journey of looking inward and challenging their beliefs, challenging what they believe is real for them, especially stepping out of that victim mindset that life is happening to you and not for you. Life is happening for you. It's not happening to you. The more that we think it's happening to us, we're relinquishing our control. Yeah. We're saying that we don't have a say in the way our life goes. So, yeah. And I couldn't agree with you more on any, like all of that. I agree a hundred percent, you know, even with the, the medical thing, yes, there's a time and place for medications, whatever, but yes. there's so much more that we can do with ourselves, with our mind, exactly like you were saying. So absolutely such great advice. Absolutely. And then last question, just where for you with your own health and your business, where do you see yourself in at the end of 2020? What do you foresee your health to look like in, in your business and helping others? So at the end of 2020, really what's been a huge focus of mine right now and heading into the new year is further refining my capacity to influence the direction of my life. So even though I've embodied this higher sense of self-worth, this higher sense of understanding and how to harness my, you know, innate intelligence within me to heal and to, you know, create what I want to in my mind, I want that to start to permeate my reality that much more. Meaning like, you know, really take control of not just believing that 
you know, I can only change my mindset and that only leads me here. I kind of want to transcend to that next level of being able to shape shift my reality to what I want it to be. And that's like the stuff that I'm super fascinated with now is all the research and evidence and things coming out right now about accessing altered states of consciousness, which basically means meditation to change your mind and to change the reality that you're living in on a whole other level. So I know that's super high level, but that's sort of where I'm hoping to go. But from a from a business perspective and just from harnessing all of that in a tangible way, I truly bring out to the masses this system of reality alchemy so that, again, I'm empowering people to not only expose themselves to this healing power that they have within them, but to become the own alchemist of their reality so that they don't feel like they need to rely on years of talk therapy or rely on years of taking medication or rely on years of trying a million different things that don't actually sustain. I want to them to have this synthesized, really clear way of creating the health, the body, the mind, the reality that they want through accessing the power of their mind. So that is why I am coming at full force in the new year to really bring to people so that they feel empowered to take back control of the life that they know they're capable of. Yeah. Uh, that's so amazing. And for people that really are drawn to what you had to say today, where can they find you? What's, what's a good way for them to connect with you? At chrissypapetti.com, just my name.com. You can find more information, more ways to get in contact with me, but I'm also on Facebook at um, chrissy.papetti or um, Instagram as well as just at chrissypapetti. So very simple, very easy ways to find me. And you'll find through my social media or on my website and access to my YouTube channel, which is called Chrissy TV. And every week I release new value videos, very short and digestible, less than 10 minutes on all these different ranges of topics in the realms of self-discovery, rewiring your mind, recoding your body and transforming your reality. So all of that is there and people can get in touch with me any which way. I'd love to connect with anyone who resonated with what we talked about today. Awesome. This is so cool. This is a very uh, different topic today. And I love it though, because you are so just, you know, people can't see, but I can see you and you're so animated and your hands are all over the place and you're super <laughs> passionate and I love it. So I really hope that, that there's people out there that will relate to the story and they'll reach out to you and, and connect. So thank you so much for being here, Chrissy. Thank you so much. It's been my pleasure. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Fit for Business podcast. My hope is that you take some tips and nuggets, things that resonated with you in today's episode, and apply it to your personal health journey. I'm Natalie Jean, and I'll see you next week.